Welcome to the Hope Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can also search for our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, and tune in. Welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. And I'm Grayson Willis. Thank you for joining us today. And uh, today we are joined by Vladimir with Operation Christmas Child. Vladimir, how are you doing today? And if you want to give us your full name and uh, just tell us a little bit about you. Thank you. I'm doing well. My full name is super complicated. Actually, it's Vladimir Viktorovich Proknevsky. And uh, I figured I have two boys. I have a a five-year-old and an eight-year-old, and uh, I named them traditional Russian names, Ashton and Elliot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I figured, you know, uh, since that was such a complicated last name, I simplified their life just a little bit. Uh, But I'm doing well. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, and it's so beautiful here. Just enjoying life. Well, Vlad, just tell us about your childhood and uh, the conditions that you grew up in and uh, where you're from. Absolutely. So I come from a family of nine kids. My father was an underground pastor in Kiev, Ukraine. My father risked his life preaching the gospel in the streets of Kiev at the time when it wasn't popular or allowed. And because my father was a believer living in a communist country, he was hindered from advancing the society. So the communist countries, they made sure the Christians didn't advance in the society. They made sure the Christians had to settle for um, low-paying jobs, didn't go to the right schools. And so because of that, we didn't have much money to work with. And every time my father was captured and written up for his faith, it greatly affected his pay even more. So it got to the point to where we had to take turns to go outside to play because we didn't have enough shoes for everybody in the family. So I'd take my shoes, I'd put them on, I'd go outside, play with my friends, come back, take the shoes off, and then give it to the next person in line. And, but sharing shoes is not the only thing we had to share. We also had to share our toothbrushes. I would take my toothbrush, I'd brush my teeth, and when I'm finished, I would give my toothbrush to my mom. And my mom, she would wash it with hot water and soap, then she would give it to the next person in line. And uh, we didn't have access to a lot of toys, especially new toys. But it didn't stop us from being creative and making our own toys. Mm-hmm. We would go outside, we'd find Coca-Cola lids, and we would make yo-yos out of those Coca-Cola lids. We would also play with our shoes, pretending there were cars. And um, as for food, we pretty much grew up on rice and potatoes, which I often jokingly say that we were vegetarians before it was even <laughs> cool or popular. We were vegetarians and didn't even know it. What a shame. And we grew up in a um, tiny, tiny three-bedroom apartment with barely any heating or cooling. We didn't have a washer and a dryer. So my mom, she had to do all the laundry by hand. And because of the amount of laundry my mom had to do, her skin would often crack and bleed. And mom, she was just like us. She was very resourceful. She would stay up all night and she would make socks and underwear for us out of just old clothes or donated material. So we got very poor on the inside, scarcity, lack everywhere. And then on the outside, we were persecuted. And it was during that time is uh, when we were invited to come to the Christmas celebration. So um, tell us about that Christmas celebration. Absolutely. So just to get to the Christmas celebration, it was a struggle. We had to hop on a bus and on a tram, and we were lightly dressed because we couldn't afford a lot of clothes. Uh, so it was a struggle just getting there. But let me tell you, I was so excited to get there. And but what was so interesting is that when we were when we pulled up to this place, I was walking in at the same time with the girl that I recognized from my class, and I was very surprised to see this girl there because I knew that this girl was not a Christian. And for some reason, I assumed that this event was only for Christians because mm. it was a Christmas celebration. And in my country, people don't celebrate Christmas. Usually people celebrate New Year's the way Americans celebrate Christmas. On New Year's, that's when old men winter comes with gifts. Mm. You know, and so I was just expecting this place to be filled with Christians. But to my surprise, this place was filled with people who didn't know Christ. It was an outreach event. Mm. And when we walked into this place, it's like we transitioned from this black and white cold Ukrainian winter 
to a colorful, warm room of joy and laughter. There was so much happy music, mm-hmm. beautiful, welcoming smiles. They gave us juices and snacks that I've never had before. It was so much that they can, so much color, so much love. There's people smiling. And then what was so special is that they presented the gospel to us in so many different and unique ways through singing, dancing, cartoons, movies, animations, flannel boards, puppet shows. It was so creative and it was so effective. I was nine years old. I was taking it all in. I've never seen anything like it. It was so effective that by the end of the evening, if you didn't understand what the gospel was all about, you weren't paying attention because they went above and beyond. And even if it stopped at that, it would have been enough because it was like a big birthday party for everyone. Mm. But then at the at the very end, they brought out these beautiful and colorful shoeboxes. Wow. And when I opened my shoebox, it's like everything that I imagined playing with as a child, it's like it manifests inside of a shoebox. Mm-hmm. I had my own yo-yo. I didn't have to make yo-yos out of Coca-Cola taps anymore. I had my own toothbrush. I didn't have to share a toothbrush with anybody. And my toothbrush was like a rock star toothbrush. It was mm-hmm. like the one to rule them all. It had so much color, so much personality. No one in my city had anything similar to that toothbrush. I had my own hot wheel cars. I didn't have to play with my shoes, pretend there were cars anymore. I had this bar of soap that was like the whitest white I've ever seen. It was so squeaky clean, so slick, so smooth. The way it was designed, it was just so pretty. It had a print of the dove on top. I call it my Holy Spirit in a box because the whole box smelled like it. Mm-hmm. Sanctified the box for me. And I also had school supplies, and that's something we didn't have enough of. A lot of times I went to school with not enough school supplies, and uh, my teacher would ridicule me and my twin brother because we didn't have the school supplies. She would make us get up in front of the whole class and beg for a pen and paper. And classmates would just roll their eyes and they would say comments like, why can't you be responsible? Get your own pen and paper. Because mm-hmm. they thought that we were just irresponsible for getting our pen and paper at home, but they didn't realize that we were just poor. We couldn't afford it. So when I had my school supplies, they were very special. In fact, everyone in my class wanted to have what I had. Because mm-hmm. they were from out of the country. They were colorful. They were, they were beautiful. And so as you can imagine, just made me forget about everything when we received our shoeboxes. See, it just made me uh, forget about all of our struggles and just be kids. And, you know, these shoeboxes, what's so beautiful about these shoeboxes is that when people pack the shoeboxes, they pack them with so much love. And on the receiving end, children feel that same love that you pack them with. And I always say that God is love. When you show love to people, you show God to people. When people experience love, they experience God. And once you experience that God's unconditional love, you will not walk away and change. And in our culture, we need that kind of love because in our culture, when somebody gives you a gift, they always expect something in return. It's always mm-hmm. conditional. It's always transactional. But here's a gift that was given to me with no strings attached unconditionally. But what was so special about these gifts is that gifts are beautiful. They're, they're awesome. I mean, it, it was great receiving this beautiful gift filled with new toys, school supplies, and hygiene items. But most importantly, what a lot of people don't realize is that the gospel comes to these shoeboxes. Mm-hmm. Not only do children get these beautiful gifts, but they get a gospel booklet in their own language. Not only that, but children are also invited to come and participate in a 12-lesson discipleship program called The Greatest Journey, where children learn more about who Jesus is, how to have a relationship with Jesus, and how to share Jesus with others. So it's all about evangelism, discipleship, and multiplication. And these kids, they learn about the gospel. They come home and they share the gospel with their parents. And their parents are already open to receive it because they, the best way to get to a parent's heart is through their children, right? They always say, if you want to show love to me, show love to my children. So they come home and they're already they witness their kids open up these beautiful gifts and they already feel so loved too because you show love to them, you show love to their parents and so they're ready to receive the gospel. And then the parents share it with their neighbors and cousins and you know, relatives, all that. So it has a huge ripple effect. These boxes are more than just gifts. They're gospel opportunities. And that's why I'm so excited about this project because it has a huge ripple effect. Yeah, I was honored um, to be able to go to Lima, Peru in 2020, right before wow. COVID and um, hand out those shoe boxes. And you're exactly right. Like what you're saying is just so spot on. So I've been there and um, I've watched the children open the boxes 
and they seem to come mm-hmm. at just really great times um, when a child needs a box. Like God knows, um, there was right. one boy. I just remember distinctly one boy starts crying when he opened his box, and we thought that something was in it that offended him. And actually, it was his birthday, and his parents had told him that he um, that morning before he left that he would not be getting a gift for his birthday because they didn't have the money to do that. And he knew in that moment when he opened that box that God knew where he was. And so that is, um, I'm just here with these images going through my mind as you're talking, um, just how spot on um, this was for you that day and how it still is for kids today. You know, these little things, you think that um, a little toy is not going to, you know, sometimes people put, you go to the dollar store and you get cheap things. It's like, Mm. well, they're cheap little things, but to the people on the other side, Mm. it's beautiful. Even the color, like when I open open my shoebox, just the colors and smells and sounds. Like to this day, when I walk by, uh, you know, like going to soap aisle in a grocery store, it brings me back immediately to the shoebox. It's certain sounds, like the sounds of wrapping paper, just little details that we overlook. We think they're not. Uh, special at all, but to out to people that never experienced that, you know, I had dental floss in my shoebox, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought uh, it was candy. And I remember mm-hmm. licking the dental floss, and I remember thinking, "Man, you guys have some crazy candy." But there's little details about right. things like that mm-hmm. that was so special and unique in so many different ways. Yeah, and especially the dental floss. You mentioned that Vladimir, and especially just talk about the importance of that, especially now since we're not to pack toothpaste just because it's a liquid and it could leak and cause the box to not be able to be delivered to a child in another country. Yeah, so uh, we can't put, like you said, toothpaste and candy. When I received my shoebox, I had candy back then. But because of customs and regulations, it prevents boxes from going further. It, it creates a slowdown at the border. And so it's just easier not to include those kinds of things. But I always jokingly say that, you know, even though candy is not allowed to, to be placed in, in the shoeboxes anymore. But dental floss, I thought it was candy, right? So it's two in one. Mm. It's both candy and, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and floss. So I, I would argue to say that you can still put candy, but, but it has to be dental floss. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But yeah, those things, there are obviously certain things we, we can't put uh, in the shoebox. So you can go to SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC to learn more about different items that we cannot put in the shoebox. But I always say when you pack these shoeboxes, pack everything that you always wanted to get when you were a child. And sometimes, like, for example, last year I was packing shoeboxes, and I just had this gut feeling that I need to pack everything for an artist, like, you know, from uh, paint to pencils to these coloring things, so everything that an artist would need. To, and so for some reason, I just felt like and that's what I needed to do. And I just went along with it. So I always say, pay attention to that inner voice when you pack mm-hmm. your shoeboxes. Like, pray about it. What does God want you to put in these shoeboxes? Because these shoeboxes, they're just uh, attention getters, right? They just meet these, these kids. They, they all have desires and needs and prayers. And God gets their attention, and then when they get their, when God has their attention, then people come around and minister to these kids and give them the best gift, right? Mm. The relationship with Jesus, mm. and that's what it's all about, and that's why I'm so passionate about it. Right, and Vladimir, another thing uh, that you mentioned when you talked about going to the celebration to receive your shoebox, you talked about how, yeah, kids get all these things, these important things. Like you said, you didn't have to share a toothbrush anymore. You had school supplies, which wasn't a common thing, something we might take for granted or soap or other things. But you said not only did you get those gifts, but also the gospel is shared with the kids that receive the shoebox. So share more about The Greatest Journey. Absolutely. So The Greatest Journey is a 12-lesson discipleship program. It's 12 weeks long where kids learn more about who Jesus is, how to have a relationship with Jesus. But my favorite one is how to share Jesus with others. Mm -hmm. So it really is all about evangelism, discipleship, and multiplication. And that's what's so beautiful about these shoeboxes because the kids get this beautiful gift, but at the same time, 
they get an opportunity to go through this 12 lesson discipleship program where they can learn more about who Jesus is. And, and that's what it's all about. It's all about discipleship. These kids need to be discipled. And um, a lot of times these shoeboxes are passed through, they're always passed through like a local church, through the um, hands of the local people. We always, these shoeboxes try to empower the local people. So that way, when children are in trouble, when they, you know, they come to the end of themselves, they know where to go for help. And so it, because these shoeboxes are around the thousand churches are planted every year, just a, a huge ripple effect. And I'm just one of 188 million shoebox recipients mm-hmm. since the start of the project in 1993. And, and so it has a huge ripple effect and it opens doors to so much more than we can imagine. Mm-hmm. One shoebox blesses more than just one person. It blesses a lot more than that. So true. I, I remember sitting down on the plane to come back home and I sat down beside a lady who had been there all, you know, for the shoeboxes as well. And I asked her, I said, so what's your takeaway from this experience? She said, you know what? That shoebox is minutia. And <laughs> we talked about that. Like that shoebox is so important. It's a very important detail, but it's not the end. It's the beginning for that child. It's a beginning of mm-hmm. a relationship with Jesus. It's a beginning of becoming a part of the body of Christ. It's the beginning of so many things, but that shoebox is the detail that brings together the church and um, the children. And so that yeah, was a well, huge so, takeaway for me. No, and for me, the, the, the box kind of like it's a good first impression, right? It gets right. to open up their hearts, but then they get the greatest gift booklet that comes mm-hmm. with a few boxes. It's translated, it's used in 88 languages and uh, with more translations in progress. And we talked about the greatest journey. You know, it started back in 2009, and 26.9 million two box recipients have participated in the greatest journey with more than 18.7 million graduates and over 12.6 million decisions for Christ. I mean, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. Millions of people, of children come to know Christ because of the, the greatest journey. So uh, shoeboxes, it, it has its, it's kind of like a different stages, right? Shoebox, they get this beautiful physical gift, but then they mm-hmm. have an opportunity to, to get introduced to the best gift giver, to Jesus. And uh, that's a, it's powerful. Yeah. It's just, I, I think it's like the best, it's like the best, uh, if you think about it, it's like this idea is so creative that it had to be like from heaven because mm-hmm. it goes after the future, the children. Mm-hmm. And just the way it's designed, every little detail has, it's just to me when I sit down and process it all, it's just like, wow, it's so perfect. It had to be like some, from somewhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it was it was really powerful to watch the children open the box. That was amazing. Mm. And that box is so very, very, very important. But mm, then we got, is, yeah. we got to go back and watch the children sitting around the table learning about Jesus and wow. in those same churches. And so that, you know, that shoebox is, it's a gift, but I just want people to hear today what you're saying, what I'm saying is this is a, the way that the children are introduced to Jesus. That discipleship book that's on top of, it's not in the box, it's on top of the box. For every child that um, receives a box and they're invited back to be in that community of believers and to hear the stories that we heard of folks like you that received that box and now their life has been transformed. Absolutely. Another thing I'm very excited about, this is fairly new, not a lot of people know about this, but uh, they're always on the cutting edge of things, of technology. and. I don't know if you heard about the build a shoebox online. Nearly, yes. it was like eight hundred thousand shoebox gifts built online have been delivered to over twenty five hard to reach nations. So these shoeboxes, when you pack the shoebox online, the way they're packed, they're packed in, in, in like cardboard boxes that are don't have any branding on them, mm-hmm. and it, we can control what goes into them. So these shoeboxes go to hard to reach countries. Yes. where gospel never been heard of before. So then you, I remember one time I was, I think it was at the Global Connect Conference, and I just, it was early on when I was starting out sharing my testimony, and they wanted to train me to, so that way I would see the big picture of this ministry that's not just about shoeboxes, it's more than that. 
And I'll never forget the, the data that I, I was at the conference. I was looking on the screen, and they made this presentation about how these boxes are so intentional. They're like boxes full of light, right? Boxes mm-hmm. full of love. Yeah. And they go to the most unreached, darkest places of the earth. It's like, imagine this box full of light going to like these darkest places. And then when it shows up, it like shares the light, shares the love. Mm-hmm. And so once I saw, I zoomed out and saw the vision of these boxes, are so intentional. They don't just go to the, uh, they go to specific parts of the world. It's how strategic it is. So that way the gospel can be shared everywhere. Once I saw the vision, and then I heard somebody say that if a shoebox recipient comes to a church and shares their testimony, participation uh, goes up dramatically. And I was like, man, if me sharing my testimony means mm-hmm. more gospel opportunities than send me anywhere, even though I, you know, I'm just like any, everyone scared of public speaking and all those things. But if me sharing my testimony, my little simple story mm-hmm. of saying yes to the box, if that means more gospel opportunities than send anywhere. In fact, I've been in many different states in the last five years with Operation Christmas Child, sharing my testimony, different churches. And if that means, if, if me sharing my story means more gospel opportunities, then I, I will go anywhere. Right. Because this is so, especially right now, more than ever, children need to hear the gospel. If first world countries are struggling, third world countries are mm-hmm. in big, big trouble. Yeah. And they need hope more than ever. So if you're on the fence, I, I, want, I always challenge people, to, if you haven't packed one, try to pack one this year. If you have packed one before, try to encourage five of your friends to package mm-hmm. box that would be more powerful yeah. because again these boxes they're gospel opportunities and we need to share the gospel now more than ever yeah so you received that shoe box as a young boy mm-hmm. and right. now you're in the u.s and you're very involved can you tell me a little bit about how that transition happened or how you yeah great question and uh sometimes i don't share this question very often but the way it happened it was just super natural it was like almost an accident but we all know i don't believe in an accident. <laughs> right. it, it was a divine appointment and so the way i had my twin brother having an identical twin twin brother looks just like me copy paste if you met one you met the other you mm-hmm. know just look very much alike and he moved down to charlotte north carolina he had a dream job for fox sports he's an animator and, and so i had to move down there too because he's my twin brother right we shared right. a womb a room and a complicated last name mm-hmm. and we were close <laughs> and we have kids that are roughly around the same age and so when i came down to charlotte i went through the billy graham library and if you haven't been it's just an experience that you'll never forget it takes you about an hour to go through you mm-hmm. get to see this man doing so many amazing things for the lord and the way he crossed that finish line was so strong at mm-hmm. the end i was just like wow what am i doing with my life and i just happened to look on the other side of the library there's like this big headquarters and i was like oh wait a minute i wonder if they're hiring we are going to be perfect i can move down here be next to my brother and I went on, I just had this uh, desire to go online and check to see if they had any openings. And so they had like a web designer developer position. And that's what I was, but I didn't feel like I was qualified because I didn't have that many years of experience. So I just applied not thinking it would be anything, you know, just kind of like not expecting much. And almost, it seems like almost the next day, they called me personally and then flew me in for an interview like the next week or something like that. It, it, everything went very fast. Mm-hmm. And what was so interesting is that I was going through the interview process. And if you know anything about Samaritan's Purse or the Billy Graham, Evangelistic Association, they're all about excellence. You don't just get mm-hmm. one interview, right, it's right. like six interviews. You get to meet everybody in the building. I mean, it's intense. Uh, and uh, so during one of the interviews, I just happened to mention that I received one of the shoeboxes. I knew that somehow it was connected with Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. I mean, I now know that Samaritan's Purse is a sister organization. Operation Christmas Child is a project of Samaritan's wow. Purse. And that Billy Graham uh, is a totally different evangelistic kind of, but see, they share the same CEO, mm-hmm. um, Franklin Graham. And so, but back then I didn't. And so I just knew that this somehow it was connected. And so I just shared that. And they were like, what? You received a shoebox? And I'm like, yeah, I received it when I was nine years old. I told them, like, everyone gets a shoebox, right? Like, I thought you'd turn a certain age in America and you get like a shoebox in the Bible. I was like, isn't that mm-hmm. how it works? They're like, no, that's not how it works at all. And so then they explained to me. So I was like, oh, so I guess I'm special. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so needless to say, I got the job. I certainly hope the shoebox is not. Why? 
I got the job, but it's a help and it's a gift that keeps right. on giving, right? But right, the, absolutely. Anyway, yeah, they would ask me then from time to time when I was working for Billy Graham, they would ask me to share my testimony, like during my lunch break or sometimes mm-hmm. on the weekends, or just ask me if I was comfortable doing it. And in order for me to do that, I had to be trained. So they trained me in the conference room and you know, just a, a different, so that way I know exactly what the ministry is. And, and the more I was learning, the more I was just like, man, wow, this is powerful. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. And so two years I worked for Billy Graham as a web designer and developer. I own my own company now. I have a software company that I own with my twin brother. We both walked away from our jobs to start our own company, and which enabled me to do more of these kinds of things right. and uh, from time to time I, I get to share my testimony with Operation Christmas I usually more during like October November right. and, like the last uh, couple months before yeah. the collection week but it's been a blessing uh, it's been a blessing meeting people on the other side of the shoebox I always wondered why would a person take their time their money all the resources energy to do something so special for a person they will never meet mm-hmm. uh, probably ever on this life. Very few people get letters back. Some do. Mm-hmm. But why would somebody do that? And that's what unconditional love looks like to me. Unconditional love is not, I love you, do you love me? It's it's this unconditional act that you know that you'll never meet this person. They don't know you, you don't know them, and yet you do something so special. And, you know, I always think that generosity is something that needs to be taught. It's not something you're born with. And um, for my kids, this is a great project for them to do because this is the best way to show your children through actions how what generosity looks like. You know, we right. go to the store together we shop for somebody else not for ourselves or buy toys that they probably want too and the first we have to explain to them you know it's a good teaching moment like well i want this toy and like well let me explain why, why we do what we do and it's a great teaching moment there's so many teaching moments just on the on the giving side you know learning generosity and I, i'm a huge i mean bible says you reap what you sow i want my kids to have be successful and you have to instill those good principles they need to get them sewing going right and so this mm-hmm. is this project is a great way to teach my kids what generosity looks like and to walk out generosity not just talk about generosity but actually be doers and not just hearers and so this is for me as a parent young parent uh, this is perfect my kids get excited about Operation Christmas Child it's a family tradition now in our house and um, I hope it becomes everyone's family tradition because right, it's right, yeah. so much good right. so much good right Vladimir yeah as you were talking about taking your kids shopping for stuff for shoe boxes and it being a family tradition I can uh, relate to that I know uh, my mom always would take me and my sister um, around oh, wow. the time where Shoe boxes are collected, actually. Uh, National Collection Week is November 15th through the 22nd. And we would always go around uh, this time of year to collect. We would usually do two boxes. Uh, so I had a sister two years younger than me. So mom would usually let me pick out stuff for a boy and my sister to pick out stuff for a girl. And so it just became, a, like you said, a family tradition, just something. And I know that me and my sister have continued, even though we're grown now, we've continued to pack shoe boxes. And mom and dad still pack shoe boxes, even though we're grown now. So it truly has been a family tradition that's continued, even though that we're grown now. So uh, just anything that you would like to say to those listening today, or maybe somebody's listening that uh, may hear this on our podcast on the internet that might receive a shoebox, either of those that you'd like to say something. Yeah, to. well, I think um, packing shoeboxes is wonderful. You know, the more I travel the country with Operation Christmas Child, the more I learn about the other side of the shoebox, the people that pack the shoeboxes. And I call them angels because they truly are angels. Like, why would somebody do something so special? And some of these people I meet, uh, they pack hundreds of shoeboxes. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the smallest churches I've been to pack the most, like thousands of shoeboxes with congregations of like, I don't know, churches under like 30 members. Just uh, it moves my heart to see so many people doing so many beautiful things. And uh, I want to encourage people, if you pack shoe boxes, wonderful. Do more. Uh, keep packing them. 
introduce this project to other people. But lastly, if you have time to give, and time is our most precious resource, right? You can always get more money, but you can get more time. And if you have time, consider joining um, Samaritan's Birth Operation Christmas Child as a year-round volunteer. There's, whatever your giftings are, talents, giftings, we have a role and job for you. And you can be serving with Operation Christmas Child with some amazing people. It's like a close-knit family. You will be in a beautiful community. I call them saints. You know, you're the average of the five people you spend most time with. And you'll be around some amazing saint so therefore you're going to be a saint yourself right and uh, but as for people receiving the shoebox you know every time when i pack shoeboxes every year well first of all I, I encourage everyone to put a picture of your family because some of these kids they don't have a family and they don't have a healthy family they don't know what it looks like so some of these kids will be getting your gifts and they see this picture and they're like wow somebody gave me this beautiful gift this must be my family and they will adopt mm-hmm. you without yeah. even realizing it but they'll keep you a picture by their bedside they'll look at you every single day they'll think this is my mom and dad this is my brother and sister it's powerful and then on the back I always include a message for the person receiving my shoebox. And I always say, hey, little buddy, I packed you everything I always wanted to get when I was your age. And then I quickly share my testimony. It's like, you know, when I was your age, we lived in darkness. It was a hopeless kind of situation. I can relate to what you're going through. But God, and I share a testimony how God brought us from darkness into mm-hmm. light. And I always close with this. I always say, hey, little buddy, this life is like a marathon. It's like a race. But it's not about how you start your race. It's how you finish your race. And at the end, I just write, in a strong little buddy, I'm praying for you. And then, you know, sign, put my name. Pray for this box. Like prayers so important. When you pray with anything in Jesus' name, it changes mm-hmm. frequency. It's kind of like boxes full of love, boxes full of light. And I truly believe when you pray with these boxes, when you pack your boxes with so much love, children on the receiving end, they feel, they feel that same love that you're packing with, those prayers uh, that you prayed over. Like I always, when I pray for those boxes, I look at them as, uh, as if I'm praying over a child. Things mm-hmm. that I speak over that box, what I want to see come to pass. I believe that that person will be getting just that. And, and so I don't take it lightly. I know prayer is very important. So pray with these boxes. And again, if you have time to give, consider around, uh, serving as a year-round volunteer. It takes a village to do this, so to speak, right? We have thousands of volunteers across the country. And uh, But if you haven't packed a shoebox, give it a try. I'm telling you, it's, it's, uh, it's better to give. And it's probably, if you think about it, it's the most selfish thing you can do because when you give, you get so much joy by giving. Mm-hmm. And uh, try packing it with your family. It's so much fun. I, I always say with your family. It's good to go to these packing parties where everybody kind of you know, go through like a buffet kind of thing, you load up your box and stuff. But there's something about when a family packs a shoebox for another family. There's just something special about that. It, it brings your family closer together. It, it has a huge ripple effect on both ends, not just on the receiving, but on the giving. You bless somebody, you release this blessing over a family in need, but at the same time brings your family together. You change your focus from me to somebody else. And on the receiving end, this family just receiving something so beautiful and they feel the same things you've packed them with. And then they have a huge opportunity to hear the gospel, an opportunity to be loved on. Because some of these kids, this is their first and last gift that they will ever get. For me, it was my first Christmas gift. And so this is that you get this small window of opportunity to share like a seed of love in their heart. And somebody will come around and water that love. We have volunteers and people on the receiving end that do uh, discipleship and internship and all these different things. It's just a perfect, beautiful project. If you haven't done it, do it. I, I, you won't be the same. Uh, I guarantee it. For sure. And I was just going to say for this, the local area around Harrisburg, Rockham County, the week that our collection center is open here, like even if you'd like to step your foot into a little right. bit volunteering, even to help collect the boxes and place those boxes in shipping cartons, um, that's a great way to get involved locally. And that can lead even to maybe year round with Operation Christmas Child. And so, yeah, pack a box. If you're listening today and your church isn't involved or your family isn't involved, um, it's a great opportunity to just kind of st- Put your foot in the water and um, test it out by packing a box or asking your church if they would like to 
pack some boxes and bring them, drop them off here um, at 1871 yeah, Road. At these locations, at these uh, drop-off locations, we have, uh, I think, around 5,000 locations across the country. You can go to samaritansport.org slash OCC, and you can like put in your address, and we'll find the closest location to you where yeah, you can drop right. off the box. But if you volunteer at those drop-off uh, locations, you have an opportunity to minister to people. And as they come in, some of these people, that just uh, their work is doing it. They don't even truly understand what they're doing, but they're just packing the shoe boxes. And so you get to pray together with them yes, for right. the box that they drop mm-hmm. off. And then it's a great opportunity for you to minister to these people. But, you know, so it has to... Even on the giving side, there's an opportunity to uh, minister to people. And I always say that when you pack these shoeboxes, you become like a missionary because mm-hmm. you don't physically go to these locations, but you become a missionary because you're uh, indirectly participating. You kind of become a missionary when you pack mm-hmm. these shoeboxes. Yeah. By, right. by packing these shoeboxes, you don't have to physically go to like all these yeah. hard to reach countries where your life is in danger, where you have to live with these right. and stuff. <laughs> but you can minister, you can become a minister, uh, evangelist from the comfort of your own, or own home, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And that's right. powerful. Yeah. Yep. Well, Vlad. Vladimir, thank you for joining us today. I'm just going to say a quick prayer for you and your family and also for Operation Christmas Child and those that pack the boxes and receive them. Lord, I just uh, thank you today that uh, Vladimir was able to join Pastor Margaret and I uh, for Hope Talks uh, via the phone. Just uh, pray a blessing over him and his family and over Operation Christmas Child and uh, Samaritan's Purse and their organization. And pray a blessing over all those kids that will receive a shoebox mm-hmm. and hear the gospel yes. message and their families that will come to you because of it. And we also pray for those that pack shoeboxes, volunteer with Operation Christmas Child. We just pray a blessing over the ministry and uh, over National Collection Week uh, coming up. Thank you for all this and ask all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Vladimir, thank you for joining us today. It's been great to have you. Thank you so much for your time. I enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. We pray that as you've heard us talk with Vladimir from Operation Christmas Child, that today's broadcast has truly been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Hope Talks is sponsored by Church of the Nazarene Harrisonburg in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Hope Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg, Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.